ahead and put a seltzer in the freezer. See, you reminded me of the seltzer that I had in my freezer. Did it which freeze? It's now partially Did frozen. Did I save you? Yes. Well, it's it's a little frozen, but it's like just a bit, which just is perfect actually, because now like texture. well, because also like the thing about like the slushy carbonated ice, it's actually really delicious. It's true. Mm. It's a it's a fizzy ice. It, it's it's kind of like a. Uh, like pop rocks the way that like fizzes on your tongue yeah welcome back to the show <laughs> oh we're rolling <laughs> we are rolling i do the i do the intros on the main feed you put the seltzer in the fridge i was just letting it run okay get that thing i just did a little note at the top i'm starting a timer for 25 minutes and at All that right. point of the episode i'm gonna be sprinting listener you're gonna hear my my tippy taps and we're starting the timer right now Okay. Let's go. Uh, there we go. Donovan is is running. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the door is open, and uh, well, Audrey, it's just me and you now. So yeah, uh, for now, it's just the two of us. I uh, I'm working up a, an intro bit. I'm gonna. I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's gonna be uh, uh, a banger. I think okay. we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. I think we'll have much to talk about. Here in just oh. a second. Welcome back, Donovan. Oh, and I'm Donovan. No, I didn't do it. I was waiting for you. And this week we're joined. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, because I have something. All right, motherfucker. All right, all right. I'm, okay. I'm zipping it. I'm zipping it. Welcome to the Garden of Earthly Delights. It's mm. Radio Free Tote Bag, and I'm Audrey. I'm Donovan, but my ass is like there's a cracked hole in it and there's a face peering out of like a monster and yes. he's got big scissors or something. Yeah. About that? That's and why sh- those shorts are so short. You just need it to accommodate that man in your ass. <laughs> I will tell you about the shorts in a moment because they oh, yeah. have to do with a little everyone's favorite segment, a Dono update. Woo! Oh, yeah. Woo! Oh. Let's go. And joining us this very exciting news week from the worst of all possible worlds, we have the worst of all possible Josh as well. That's right. At Bosch on Twitter. At Bosch Bosch J on Twitter. Yeah. At Bosch.worstpossible.world on Blue Sky. Yes. Uh, And of course, uh, our podcast, The Worst of All Possible Worlds, is at TWOAPW on Twitter. So there you go. We went on there. Recently, fuck, I don't know how time works. Yeah, it was Two like a week ago. ago. A week. It ago. was last week's episode. Uh, yeah. We recorded it like we a week and a half ago, but yeah, Sunday it was last week's before. episode. And we talked about uh, everyone's favorite uh, delightful family film, Fireproof. Yes. And we had a hoot and a holler. <laughs> Can over you there. imagine seeing that shit with your family? Gather everybody. Uh, gather the whole thing. <laughs> like, the kids will love the... it. Come on, let's all get around the TV and watch Kirk Cameron not jerk it. <laughs> well, well, here's what's so funny about that, right? Is our show is we focus on the decline of culture broadly and mm. like strange pop culture artifacts, but we like to put an eye specifically toward evangelical Christian media because it makes for a nice window into the reactionary mind. And it also means that we've developed a pretty significant following of people who actually did watch Fireproof with their family. Oh, hell like, yeah. We got a few people in the comments being like, oh shit. <laughs> my dad made me watch this when I was 12. Thank you for, uh, you know, bringing, bringing this back around so that I can finally put this piece of shit away forever. So I can put it to rest. 
yeah. one of our friends uh, messaged us also and was like, I might have been on my Instagram story, I can't remember, but they were like, oh, fuck, I had to watch this as a kid. I don't know why my parents showed it to me. A similar deal. I guess you're just like a fucking crazy evangelical parent and you're like, this has the Jesus brand on it. Oh, that means it's good for the kids. And then you watch yeah. fucking Kurt Cameron uh, menace his wife in a way that was genuinely disturbing to all of yeah. us. The most real part of the movie. Listen to that yeah, episode. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, we, we had a ton Video. of fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty Listen spot to me. On. Listen to me. Look at me. When oh he says God. look at me, I look at I me. That's what I was wanted yeah. to vomit. It was really bad. Upsetting. Really bad vibes. So bad. That's just a teaser. No spoilers, listener. Go watch Fireproof for yourself and listen right. to the episode. It was a really good time. Yeah. Hey, check out this Dono update. I finally Ooh. got a, a tattoo on my leg that I've been wanting for some time. Oh, it's a hell yeah. fucking Spinosaurus jaw. And it hurt. Yeah. When they get close to the inner thigh, the fucking sensitive zone, that doesn't feel yep. good at all when you're getting poked nope. 100 times a second with a little needle. It seems Didn't bad. That, Tell you what, it though, it, it feels good when you're getting poked with something else, if you know what I'm saying. That's right. You know a saying? slightly larger needle, I feel. In your it. inner thigh zone. <laughs> Ooh. Inner thighs are great, honestly. Yeah, you get, like, inner cur- get real intercrural about it. Get intercrural about it. A word that comes up on the show that I struggle to pronounce each time. Intercrural. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? It means between the thighs. Huh. Yeah. So you can do intercrural sex where you just like you just hump the thighs. Okay. Yeah. It means between the, the between the thighs, or as I like to call them, the curls. <laughs> oh yeah, that feels so good on my curl. I always say to my mm. sexual partners. Uh, oh, they get randy <laughs> about it. I tell you what. Welcome to our second segment, Donovan's Erotica Corner. I'm touching your crural. <laughs> you blush. <laughs> I slowly poke you a hundred times per second with a needle in your crural. <clears throat> then you blast. <laughs> and that's been the erotica zone. Thank you so much for joining. That's us. great. I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking about that tonight. You that's even right. know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> You're gonna fireproof your life real quick. <laughs> I gotta fireproof it. I gotta. I gotta. All right, probably, or else I'll fall into the, the temptations of Donovan's curls. That's true. When, when Kirk Cameron was doing the uh, shameful things on the internet, he was actually listening to the Don Erotica. Fuck, I should have said that first. Oh, that's the Don Erotica segment of the Radio Free Topic podcast. And his but that's Erotica. Hateful wife wouldn't allow it. Yeah, it's Erotica because you make that O face, Audrey. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? That's goddamn right. Josh, we have two questions we hit with. Fuck. We hit guests with at, the, at yeah. the top of each episode. We've been working on any of these in the lab for years, and we recently refined them. Question number one. Yeah. Uh, how is your dating life? What's your What's your relationship status? What's your relationship to relationships? Yeah, so uh, I am married and have been for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to be celebrating in a little more than a week my 10-year wedding anniversary, oh, actually. Shit. Um, so, yeah, no, that's been, that has been a long, uh, a long-standing part of my life. Um, that's very cool. Yeah, and, you know, it's been... An experience yeah, just kind of like figuring out. I, I alluded to this a little bit um, 
when we were talking about fireproof actually yeah. that like when i started sort of figuring out relationships for myself uh i was oh. in a very different place from where i am now in terms of how i see the world uh, what I want from the world, what I want for myself, and honestly, what I want in in relationships. And so figuring those things out and sort of negotiating it, uh, negotiating what what we want, what we need, how that intersects with sexuality and gender and then the whole fucking kit and caboodle, that's been an ongoing process. Um, but we have every step of the way been figuring it out together. And... Uh, you know, I don't really, I don't talk about this stuff publicly very much. So if you're, if you're, if you're noticing like a little bit of reticence, it's just that, but like, sure. honestly, it's something that's been exciting for me personally, uh, particularly over the course of the past few years is being able to sort of redefine, like I was saying, uh, the relationship that we have, that we've been able to figure something out that works well for us, that is fundamentally different from what we grew up with is understanding a good relationship to yeah, be. Sure. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it kicks ass. Um, that's the best shit when you, when you have figured out what is necessary and good for you yeah. and eschewed what is, you know, decide what has been decided to be necessary and good for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's too why, again, I just keep talking about Fireproof. This is not to plug the episode that you were on, although it was really fun. This is to plug the movie Fireproof. That's right. That's right. Go watch it. Um, because I think that that movie encapsulates so many of the things that I grew up sort of being told, like, this is how a marriage needs to be. This is how you need to be there for the person who you are with. Things fall along very specifically gendered lines. That order must be maintained at all times. And if something feels like it's not working out, well, it's actually fine. Like, <laughs> there's no need to interrogate what that problem might be because, uh, yeah, no, it's actually, it's it's good and normal and uh, you just need to pray more. Uh, <laughs> that is not anything that I subscribe to anymore because, you know, fuck that shit. But it is what I grew up with. And so it, getting that out of my system has proven to be a lifelong challenge. That's mm. super rad, though, to be able to maintain a relationship through that, through different dynamics and, and developing as people. Because I can see yeah. for, I don't know, a lot of cases of relationships where you start out in a place like that, it being something where you're like, fuck, this all has to go. Yeah. I can't work through this. Yeah. It's impressive to like not only recognize, ah, oh, fuck, we got set up in a pretty unhealthy way with, you know, Christian kind of upbringing and, yeah. and all those norms around our relationships are supposed to be and then still working together to work through that and kind of change yeah. what needs to be changed props to you that's uh that's good expertise to have on the program <laughs> we got that we got my uh way with erotica words right and we got audrey over here on the ones and twos baby we got that's the right. gender I expertise DJ. that's my we relation got, we got okay. the beats we got the uh, polyamory on the streets. That's true. That's true. Gender like vinyl. Is this anything? Could yes. be. Yes. Break, breaking the gender vinyl. Spinning Vi the gender, gender vinyl. Gender vinyl. That's not anything. Fuck it. Yeah, not well, binary I play, is when you go wick, 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 wick. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say I play three decks because yeah. it's not 
that's yeah, monogamous. It's not a right? Oh wait, there is a binary monogamous. with with the two with the two. Two the twos, yeah. And you have three yeah. discs. You're kind of known three for decks, your yeah. three deck setup. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually two turntables and a CDJ, which is rare. Yeah. yeah. Normally it's two CDJs and a turntable, right. but I flipped it. I flipped it. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Normally you do. You, no, you, you do. do. You it, actually do. You do yeah. find a record player yeah, on yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. stage. It's with yeah, two CD yeah, players. Yeah. CDJ, where am I at the ARC Music Festival in Chicago last weekend? <laughs> Yes. Hey, you've been known to see a DJ there. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> now, that's the, the other question. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm composing myself. The other one of our two lab-tested questions is, yeah. uh, do you have an embarrassing dating or relationship story that you oh, could boy. share okay. with our you know, beautiful I was audience? Saying before I was recording, this is one that I have just, you know what? I need to, here's something. Let me tell you something. Uh, when you grow up evangelical Protestant, your whole life is, uh, anything to do with, with sexuality or any of that is shame. Right. Oh, yeah. right. And so, uh, I, I've just been burying my shame, burying my shame and burying my shame. So this is a story I've never told anybody before. So buckle in. Hell yeah. Okay. Take a big sip of Reno of that beer. <laughs> Absolutely. So when a few years ago, um, and I don't honestly remember when this was, but a, a number of years ago, right. Um, uh, I was, I was hooking up with, uh, with this girl. Right. And, uh, we had gone out on a date and, uh, because, because it's a non-monogamous marriage. I should, I should add that piece of context in case you're wondering like how this lines up with the timeline. This like, is over a decade ago. ago. Yeah. yeah this, is, this, is, this is 20 years ago. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, 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 I met up with this girl, you know, we went to a bar, had a couple drinks, whatever, like things are fine. Things seem, things seem good. We're hitting it off, whatever. We go back to hers, um, start making out. And I realize that I smell terrible because um. I have swamp ass. And so I'm there being like, okay, okay. I, I like, I'm wanting to like, this is good. I'm having fun, but, but. I need to figure out a good way that I can ameliorate this situation because yes. like if yes. things keep going, that's going to be a bad time. There will swamped. be swamp gas. We don't there want that. Swamp gas. We don't want that. Um, and so uh, that's, that's the one thing that, that, that I'm having in my mind. But at this point too, my mind is a little bit uh, uh, fuzzy because along with the, the drinks that, that we had at the bar, I also consumed a half a bottle of moonshine. Oh, and okay. so <laughs> like the real shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I, I, you know, the, the thing about that is it hits you pretty fast. It hits you a bit faster than you were maybe expecting. So I am, uh, with, with, with my swamp ass and also feeling a little bit, not the best. And, th mm. but, but, you know, I'm like, fine, like whatever, we'll, we'll keep going. Maybe it's not that bad. Keep going. And, you know, things, things escalate, right. As they do. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta figure out, okay, like maybe I can like make a gracious, like kind of exit here. Right. Like maybe I can figure out a way to go to the bathroom, figure out a way that I can kind of extricate myself from what's going on. And so I, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, I can go to the bathroom. Can I go to the bathroom? I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. I'll be, you know, right back. Um, and so, you know, I get up, uh, take a, take a quality shit. Um, you know, clean up, clean up down there, do what is necessary. 
then I start fucking puking my guts out. Oh, just, no. just because that moonshine didn't want to stay down. Like again, this, this, this is the real shit, and it's coming right back up again, right? So I am, I am in the bathroom, right? Um, just experiencing having expelled fluids out of my body on both ends and realizing there's really no good way to cover this up anymore. None. Like, you know, we're, we're fully, we're fully just out there. Um, so, you know, I'm like, fuck it, fuck it. YOLO. We're, we're both drunk as fuck. I'm going for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, get back out there. Uh, continue. Did she have any mouthwash in there? No, like, no, just okay. kind of went for it. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, went back, started making out. And the craziest thing was, it was fine. Like, I'm, I'm sure it was not the best experience for either of us. But you know what? It worked out, I guess. I don't know. Then then I left my jacket at her place, and I had to come had to back, back for it a week later. Oh, and fuck. after that, we never saw each other again. So oh, yeah. there we go. There's my She was definitely in the mindset story. where she's like, Pardon my train. She's definitely in the mindset where she's like, this is happening. We're, I'm yeah, doing we're, we're, this, this tonight. Exactly. And same, honestly. Right? Like, I, this I, is, I wasn't it's happy. It's in progress. About, it, we're, we're, we're going for Like, I, I was not happy about this situation. Right. I, if, I, I would have done anything to be in a different situation than the one that I was in. But, but by sheer inertia. I, uh, yeah. So uh, that's my that's my embarrassing story. I like uh, it. I hope I hope it lived up to expectations. It was good. It I also should have uh, I intuited that you were in a non-monogamous relationship based on the board game collection you have behind you. I didn't. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Did the copy of fucking Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven over there? Yeah. I'm doing. I'm, you know, just for just for the listeners' context, I'm doing the pointing uh, soy jack thing right now. <laughs> oh. I'm making the face. I fucking love Gloomhaven. We're actually playing through the sequel with uh, some friends. Very but yeah, slowly. no, you're you're, you're not together. wrong, and it's you know it's fine. It, it, these these things are what they are. It's true. my favorite yeah. part of polyamory is when you fuck board games in addition to your partner. Mm. My favorite part of it. Mm. I fuck yes. up some solo Arkham Horror. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> did you, did the did this person ever? Was there any kind of like? Did she say anything about it or was it full on just kind of brushed no, aside? No, no, but I forgot the coda to this story, which is that um, a few, like maybe two or three months ago, I was at a karaoke bar and I saw her at the bar and our okay. eyes met and I genuinely do not know if she remembered me or not. It was like <laughs> oh, one of those no. things because again, we were, we were fucking like, drunk yeah yeah and i get the sense that maybe that was you know it's the way that it is when you're going through a time sometimes there's feasts sometimes there's famine i think she was like enjoying a dick feast at that time as Hell as yeah. you should as yeah. you should yeah. um and so you know I, I'm, I'm title <laughs> enjoying a dick feast yes i just feel i feel blessed that i could be uh part of that dick feast if only for one night yes <laughs> Sometimes it's good to just be in the rotation to get on the roster, you know? <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> oh, to be one of the courses in a dick feast. Mm. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing this story for the first time. We uh we 
I don't know, we're goofy shitheads, but we try to make this uh, a safe space for sharing vulnerable, yeah. sometimes gnarly things, and we do too. Uh, and so we appreciate you getting that out there with us. How do we feel about pooling our expertise together, though, and answering mm. some of the questions that are beautiful? Our beautiful, beautiful listeners have written in to us. Our are beautiful boaters. Oh, I would love to. Boaters. What if one person listening, it's still warm out. What if somebody's on a boat and they're like, that's me. me. It is you, listener. It is you. And if you're not on a you boat, the pause the episode boater. and go get on a boat. Just get on so a fucking boat. It's not, it's not that hard to yes, get on a boat. You can jump onto them from the dock. You you're can. Not, you're allowed to. Depending on how they let you do it, <laughs> depending on how well patrolled the marina is, you can even go in the boat. Like it's you know, it's it's up to you. Break into a boat, listener. Don't let your dreams be memes. Come this, on. This is our main advice for the episode: break into a boat and break into this ad read before the question mm. box. Here it is. Oh, oh. ding ding ding. Hello there, it's me, Boat Donovan. Oh, <laughs> picture a steamship with my face and mustache on the front. I'm barreling toward you. <laughs> but don't worry, listener, boater, there's a safe place you can go to escape my four-stack fury. Like the smokestacks. Oh, thank God. Like the smokestacks. It's the cove of patreon.com slash RFTB. <laughs> Check your map for the special X and enter the coordinates patreon.com slash RFTB where you get refuge from my steel hole and access to a bonus episode each week and each 140 week? Oh, yeah. episodes in the backlog. My that, God. That's enough episodes to... Crew me from stern to the other thing. <laughs> stem to stern. From stem to is it stem? Stem. Stem. Stern. Stem to stern. Oh, stem to stern. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. have a stem. Oh, the bow. Yeah. Is it bow to stern? Bow the you got it from the bow to the stern. Yeah. The bow's the front. The stern's the back. If something is a stern to stem, if something happens from stem to stern on a boat, it involves the whole of the boat. To crew me from to stern Dicks. to stem. <laughs> it's stem to stern. Patreon.com slash RTB. Get stemmy with it. I was hoping you were going to be a container ship and I could make a joke about your dump truck ass saying the Dono given across the back of it. Oh, yeah. I got to get shorts to say that. That's pretty cool. That Donna sounds like given. some incredible value. What 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 is the cost of this offer? Uh, it's five dollars per. As oh my a boat, God. I don't have the best understanding of economics or currency. <laughs> I feel five dollars like, uh, a month. That's less than the price of a ticket on the. I can't name a fucking. They're boat. fucking. They're losing money not signing up for this deal. It's like so true. true. It's for so, every minute they're not money signing up, for signing up for they're losing <laughs> money. You're going to end up like Carnival Cruise Lines if you don't sign up. I think they're doing, yeah. I just watched yeah. the video they're doing they very to retire poorly. some ships. Yeah. That was the, per the Poop Cruise, right? That was Carnival? That was the Sounds Poop right. Cruise, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Patreon.com slash RFTV. Like seagull noises. That was my that was my story. I was having my own personal poop cruise. <laughs> <laughs> and question box. Asking all the questions. 
Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? It's the question. Hey, you've washed up on the shores of the question box. But don't you oh, fear? Shit. You can send open it up and here. see what's inside. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like a buried treasure. Uh, <laughs> you can put your question in with the treasure true too. It's simple. Head on over to our social media at RFTB Pod on Twitter and Instagram at RFTB and stuff on Blue Sky, or our website RFTB.me and click that Ask a Question button. You don't have to make an account. It's anonymous. You just fucking tippity tap on that keyboard. You press send, and then we get your questions. We answer the shit out of them. Audrey, what are we going to read first? Hey, RFTB. What's up? Hello. I am a new listener, but have heard the hosts on Minion Death Cult. Hey, shouts out. We love that. Shouts out to the MDC boys. Uh, Go see him live if you're in uh, New York or Philly this week. Uh, I'm an AMAB non-binary woman who has been socially transitioning for about four years and hormonally about a month as of writing this. I, 26, have developed feelings for a friend, 19, also a non-binary woman slash trans femme, I met over Discord, and we have been chatting in DM since I made a comment about being trans, and we began to hit it off as friends pretty well. Something I'm told is a right of <laughs> a right of trans being dating. Yes, it's true. You must date someone from Discord at some point. (laughs) (laughs) We began chatting around when I started uh, HRT, so I've been feeling pretty good about this, but I'm obviously hormonal. I also have autism and untreated BPD, but I'm in therapy and looking to be a better person for this person, my family, and other friends. I can be quite volatile, but that depends a lot on my environment. Family is a trigger. and (laughs) Tell me about it, sister. And emotional state. So my question is, should I pursue this given the complications and potential issues? I really like this person and also recognize she can find a more fulfilling relationship in person. I live in Canada. She lives in the U.S. at college. I want her to have the college experience she wants well into into transitioning, unlike me, who started university very closeted. I understand this kind of age gap can be a problem, but I haven't asked for a picture of her yet. That's a bit intimate to ask for a trans person, in my opinion. Not, Not untrue. Uh, I'm not attracted to her because she is younger than me and I don't know what she looks like. I just think she's very smart, special, and interesting. We met over a shared interest. We were both building a bunch of stuff in Tears of the Kingdom and began communicating, critiquing each other's stuff. I'm going to end this long question after I include a few more relevant details. I live in Canada. She lives in the U.S. Got it. In addition, the time zone difference is quite large. She just started college and has been quite busy. I think I may have also missed signals, I definitely have before, and put out a bunch, so it seems like she might be avoiding me out of mixed feelings. I think you're overthinking it. I have been... uh, Let's see. I have been thinking I should gently approach this with her next week, possibly, when things might be slower at school. i never really been in a relationship before, know anything, and rejection is another trigger for me. At the same time, I'm feeling much calmer and more level-headed about this, and I feel like I'm in a good place to try to start a relationship. Bit of a mouthful. This is the worst timing of all time, and I do not. I am listening to the question, and I will have good advice, but I have to retrieve this seltzer before it explodes. (laughs) (laughs) That twenty-five minute timer. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, let's see. 
I don't want to share too much insight before Donovan gets back. Yeah. But it absolutely, this is 100% a thing that happens for transbians. We meet each other on Discord. You get to talking. You put out the vibe. And then you go, wow, I really like this person. And then eventually you just add them to your polycule is how it works. Is you just, you just, you're, you're, you start a network of women across the, across the country. You got uh, hose area codes, basically. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, this is true of transbians. We have hose in various area codes. Yeah. Yes. Your network is your net worth. Welcome back to the show. Me. <laughs> I got the seltzer perfectly chilled is this, is this a grind set podcast now? Is that? Well, is it all, all right. right. Don't I don't see it. nothing wrong. <laughs> Money mindset. Set. If you don't, if, nope, I can't even think of anything in particular. This is a serious question. I'm going to stop my shenanigans for a moment here to address this. Okay. Uh, this is This is a tough one. You have not been in a relationship before. You've caught feelings for somebody. That's a really fucking exciting feeling. And it's like rare it sounds like for, for you to kind of feel this strongly towards somebody. So like, I understand the impulse here. Uh, it seems like there's a good friendship going there. That being said, with the lack of experience, this is like, this is a lot of challenge. You got the distance mm -hmm. challenge. You got the age gap challenge. You got the different stages of your life challenge, the fucking time zone difference. Uh, you know, the stuff that you're talking about that you're working through, too. And I don't say this as like, uh, you're too fucked up to be dating people because you're not. But just this particular thing is challenging. I did a long distance relationship in college uh, when I was in a stage of being completely untreated for my OCD. And it mm. wrecked me. The stress of like having that strong of feelings, the person's in another place, the communication is difficult. You got to wait to see each other and all of these things. It, it fucked me up. It really, really mm. fucked me up. And I am not saying that to discourage you from like distance generally or anything generally, but just this combination of things you're describing, I think that's just a fucking lot to take on yep. to begin with. I, I also think like if you try to formalize this into a relationship that's adding these additional pressures of like how frequently you need to talk, what kind of fucking how frequently you need to see each other, all these different things. That's a lot. On the other hand, like you like this person, you think they're cute. What about just having a little like flirty friendship online and kind of see that, where that shit goes rules. instead of having like kind of an ultimatum where you're like, right, can we have a relationship? And then it doesn't work out and it's weird. Could, could you just kind of have a flirty thing going? And maybe someday it turns into something but there's a little bit less risk of like you're putting everything on the table and then it doesn't work out or it does start. And like I said, there's just all these factors that make this really yeah. tough. I do love that. I love the idea that you would just have somebody that you would maybe send cute shit to sometimes. Yeah. And maybe they send you cute shit and you chat. And whenever she has some free time, you get to talking and, you know, it's a nice selfie or two, you know, a yeah. little, Yeah. Again, without, if, if, if that's something you're comfortable it. with, like, because yeah. again, it's yeah, that adds that adds another degree of difficulty as well with, you know, the potentially different levels of comfort with regard to transitioning and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it I definitely hear a lot of it, it sounds like there's just a lot of conflict that this listener has in general. And my thought is 
when you're in that place where you're feeling a great deal of conflict with yourself about something, sometimes you need to figure out what that conflict is within yourself before you try to go externally and figure yeah. out like how you want to be seen and perceived in a relationship. Yeah. Um, that, that's not necessarily obviously what, what, what I would for sure recommend, but it does sound to me like maybe there's more going on here than just the desire for the relationship itself. You know what I mean? Does, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. That you, uh, you understand the reasons why this would be difficult and you feel a conflict around that within yourself. And so I don't know. I feel like there's a way to be interested in someone in long distance that makes you go, Oh, none of that shit matters. I must have them. Right. But yeah. if you understand all of these things that make it difficult, then maybe that's a sign that you take a step back yeah. and you acknowledge these difficulties and, you know, don't say love conquers all because it's not love yet, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think being realistic about the scope of what something like this could be yeah. and, and giving it space to organically grow if that's the road that it goes down. But I'm definitely hearing some amount of anxiety around like, well, what if I'm just completely rejected? And unfortunately, that's a possibility in relationships. Yeah. You have yeah. to leave yourself open to that possibility. Um, and, you know, th that is something that you will figure out as you go into it. But um, just kind of being, I think it's important to be realistic about like what maybe is or is not feasible, at least at first in a situation like this, you know, stay yeah. real, stay grounded and, um, you know, don't don't pin your entire hopes of the future on this because, you know, we, it's hard to know. It's 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 hard to really know what could come out of it, I feel like. And right. by all means, enjoy what you do have. And, yeah. you know, this friendship that's developing, that's a very good thing to have Absolutely. in your life. Um, just don't put a whole lot of stress on it and don't um, don't get too sweaty is the term I like to use. Sweaty. Because if you got the rejection sensitivity too, with everything else going on here, like this could be a rough trigger for all of that. And it's cool that you've like recognized that, that that's something you need to work on. Uh, and that is something to work on. I, I don't know if you mentioned being in therapy or if not, if you have access to, but this is all very good stuff to talk through with a therapist if you can. Uh, because particularly the rejection sensitivity stuff, like that makes dating hard as fuck. Yeah. If you're going to get discouraged and like question your self-worth every time you get rejected, you're going to have a bad time because you're going to get rejected. Like that just happens with dating. I got Audrey's, ghosted. Audrey's raising her hand at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got ghosted I got earlier this week. Yeah, it, it feels yeah. bad. It sucks. It's dead. really hard. And I got the ADHD, which has a healthy dose of rejection-sensitive dysphoria. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you, you know, somebody drives you away, and breakups are just fucking devastating, and it's hard. Right. It's hard to it's hard to do, and it's it's maybe unwise to expose yourself to that level of rejection when there are so many factors saying that you shouldn't continue with this. A hundred percent. So I just recommend the flirty friendship with this. And in the meantime, Huge. put the work into these things that you've described. You're in a great place that you've identified all these things you need to work on. I know it can feel overwhelming from personal experience when you're like, Jesus, I have to fix so much fucking stuff. But that's a step in the right direction. You're aware of the thing and you want to work on it. A lot of people don't make it to that point. Like genuinely good on you for, for getting there. So 
if generally speaking, you're trying to find relationships, you want to get out there more, work on this personal stuff, work on the rejection sensitivity. And then shit, I mean, the more kind of online friends and stuff that you have, you meet other people, you get involved in social circles, maybe you meet somebody who's a better fit for you or at a time when you're in a better place. So just don't take this as uh, everything's fucked, you can't date, but just yes. like, uh, it'd be good to work on these things, I think, particularly for something like this, that's pretty high risk of rejection or just relationship turmoil because of all the factors that you described and, and we talked about. And the other thing I think, too, just off the back of that, Donovan, is, you know, it, if it turns out that this isn't a romance connection, really, maybe it's just a really great friend connection. Yes. Leave yes. that door open, too, yes. because yeah. it's always good to have friends who really get you. And it does sound like you have a special connection, which is cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So good luck to you, you got a cool friend. There. You got a cool friend. Play that song. You got friends. Yeah, I saw you read my mind. <laughs> Nailed it. Some of those folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. <laughs> and stronger too. Maybe. <laughs> but that don't Go mean there. that they don't love me the way I do. It's me and you, God. Incredible. Why does he sound like that? <laughs> Go by. Our friendship <laughs> will never die. This is uncanny. We're gonna get taken oh, down for ridiculous. copyright because you're. It's, it's like a perfect playback of the song. What's that fucking guy's name? Uh, Randy Newman. Randy fucking Newman. If you want a real fucking treat, um, Randy Newman performed at an Apple event, like the computer company. Okay. Uh, as the special musical guest, and he sang "You Got a Friend in Me." And then he sang his Iraq War protest song. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a video of it online anywhere anymore, but uh, it is great. It is great. Damn, Randy Newman that, getting the RFTB wow. gold star this week. That's very cool. Yeah. Protest song to a fucking Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs was literally like it was it was Steve Jobs was like and now Randy Newman yeah. <laughs> and like goes, so good dude so good <laughs> George Bush is a fucking bastard <laughs> <laughs> well okay how about we uh how about we get another friend in out of the question box all right okay. uh, now that was quite it but we're gonna, more like uh, more like the friend box because it's full of friends because it's full, it's full of, of friends. friends the question box over there singing you got a friend in me because there's so many friends you in the got box. some friends it's in me <laughs> <laughs> i've got some friends in me i'm just a question box and i it contained friends <laughs> Oh, the question box got such a way with lyrics. Some of those folks might have a little bit more friends in them than me. <laughs> All right, Q-Box, what else you got in there? What else you got in well, there? Well, open uh, me up and just uh, find out. <laughs> I'm ready to know when the question box full of friends. <laughs> this question is specifically for Dono. Okay. You're on a date and it's going really well. You invite them back to your place and they accept. When they enter your place, when they enter your place, have the chance and have the chance, nay, the pleasure of meeting the fabulous Picky, my cat. They turn to you and say, ew, I don't like cats. Oh, what, do you do what do you do next? What do you do next? Eject them. 
I mean, this is, I know that this is technically for Donovan, but like, come on. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. That would be instant off, instant off. Get out of my home. Get out of my cat's home. You do not have a friend in me. You have a friend in the door, (laughs) fair lady. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) It's a very good line. You're goddamn right. I couldn't, yeah. I don't think I could date somebody who was flatly not into cats. No. No. If you're just like, because uh, every time they come over, the cat's like around, and I'm and stoked then they'll about have, it. They'll they'll have to say something about the cat, yep. and you'll be like, "Fuck you! I like her more than you." That's a perfect. And then that's loaf, not good for peace. Not good shit. for a relationship. You can't tuck your limbs under your body and make them look like they're not there, and you become very warm and snuggly. <laughs> He can! Get out! She does so much for me that you simply cannot. She purrs. Can you purr? Can you scratch on my door at five in the morning and demand food? I don't know why I'm doing like Daniel Plainview in this situation. I'm very mean to Paul Dano. I just don't, I don't trust, honestly, people who just don't like animals. I I really don't. Um, and maybe that's judgmental. If you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't like cats. Get out. Um, no, actually, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Like, come on. Yeah. You, you're not welcome either. There's the door. There's the door. <laughs> Randy Newman, play them out. It's uh... You've got no friend in me. <laughs> that wasn't even close to the voice. Sorry. <laughs> you got no friend in me. You got a friend in me. Is that was that Creed? Was that a friend in me? I was between like a Creed and Scott a Pearl Stapp Jam. cover. Scott oh, Stapp yeah, yeah, yeah. and James Hetfield. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We are wide overwhelmed. Some some people like if you're not a pet person in the sense that like you don't want a pet, fine. But if you flatly don't like animals, that's fucked up. Yep. You're yep. an animal. We're all animals in here. Look around you. (laughs) Beating hearts and flesh. So you got to like that. That was very Daniel Plainview. (laughs) I should have played that. That's weird science, right? That's Oingo Boingo? Oh, shit. Am I doing? I kind of know them. Uh, uh... Bits and pieces and bits and pieces and bits of my creation. This is is a musical It's my creation. (laughs) I do not know. Damn it, they had something that's like about a party, and I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Yes, uh, Dead Man's Party. Dead Man's Party. And that's what this person would be at my place, shitting on my cat. They'd be a dead man. Agreed. Agreed. They'd be a dead man. They'd meet my other pet, this Colt 45. No, I would be be like, oh, man, that sucks. I don't really, this is not going to work. I would be so taken aback. Yeah. If you got to that point and somebody came over and they like made a comment, that would be like, fucking deranged. Like, listener, if this is something that happened to you, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's horrible. Give your yeah. cat a hug and give that person a kick in the pants. That's right. Booting your ass. That's the Danny American Elfman. way. Danny Elfman, Danny. lead singer of Wango Wango, is my understanding. Do I have that correct? Yeah, he's a sex pest, unfortunately. We he's this- a sex pest, oh, and he said no. that uh, this is an America that George Orwell would have written about. Damn, really makes you think. Makes <laughs> <laughs> you think, man. Really dinks your dick for he's sure. He's so fucking dumb. I, I like, listen. I, I Oingo Boingo remains a problematic fave for me. Yeah. Um, I just Simpsons theme, fucking yep. Batman score. Night Before Christmas. Yeah. Plus, Plus this stuff. guy is a, some kind of fucking elf-human hybrid. That's yes, he is. Man. That's Danny Half-Elf. 
I'm looking at pictures of him. He he looks a little bit like an elf man. I'm not gonna. If you lie. go and watch like live Oingo Boingo performances from like the late '80s, he looks like Satan incarnate. It's <laughs> yeah. wild. Oh, and he's he's the soundtrack guy and shit yeah. too. Yeah, he's done so many great soundtracks. The Simpsons theme. What the fuck? Yeah. My mind is blown, listener. And while I'm picking the pieces back up on the floor and looking at this disgusting first picture of Danny Elfman, Audrey, why don't you bring us another question? What kind of friend? What other friends we got in there? Lighthearted. Lighthearted. Oh, nice. Which we like. This isn't a question, but rather a secret that I must tell someone who will never be able to tell my partner. You never know. Maybe I know your partner. You don't know. Could be that your partner listens to this podcast. Could be. My partner's mom looks like Donald Trump, and sometimes it's so distracting. (laughs) Sometimes the way she talks reminds me of him, too. She's really nice, though, so that's good. I'll just never be able to tell my partner this, and I don't want to say it to anyone I know IRL, because in case it could ever bite me in the ass. So there you have it. Thanks for your time. What do you do if your partner's mom looks like fucking I mean, I, I think that's like the healthiest way to deal with a situation like that. Yeah. It's true. Like you, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't just raise it. that yeah. in conversation. Like, did you know your mom looks like DJT? <laughs> I just like the idea that like, she's really nice though. Like you're mm-hmm, over at somebody's mm-hmm. place and, and Trump woman walks up and I was like, Hey, can I, can I get you like a drink or something? Does anyone want some cookies? (laughs) I think it's funnier if she sounds just totally normal. Like, she she looks exactly like Dead ringer for Trump physically, but just sounds like a lady. She's a sweet old lady voice. (laughs) Sorry, my hair is a little crazy today. (laughs) See, I wanted to do old lady stuff, but in the Donald Trump voice. I made cookies. I made grumpets. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. That rules. That would make me so happy, though. I think they're not eating my grandchildren. (laughs) They're not eating. (laughs) But you know what we do in a situation like, you know, we do in a situation like that. We bring in the butter. We bring in the butter. (laughs) We bring in the butter, folks. They love the butter. I couldn't turn them off. She's talking, about, she's talking about the toaster and the microwave. Turn those ovens <laughs> off. Unplug them. There's going to be a fire. <laughs> Old lady shit. <laughs> I have to fucking regain composure here. I yeah, couldn't keep this bit. to myself. I would I would make it a day without saying something to my partner. <laughs> and then a yeah. week without Same. saying something to the mom. I would be really bad. <laughs> and I can't help it, but I would be like, you look like has anyone like I'm told sorry, you? but you, you, you. Somebody's got to tell you. I mean, here's the other. I'm sure she's heard it before. If she yes, looks that yeah, much like Donald yeah. Trump, there's no fucking way she hasn't no, heard it. Before. Somebody, exactly somebody had to look at her and be like, MAGA. <laughs> Yo, forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 now that I think about it, there's no way that your partner hasn't also had that thought. So That's you know true. what? Yeah. Just say it. Yeah, That's just, my advice. Just say it. Say it under your breath real quietly and see if she picks it up. Just be like, you're wrong. Like, I'll try. What? What did you say? Nothing. 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 You ever notice your mom's got like disproportionately sized hands? I just someone picked up on it. It's reminding me of someone. Your really fucking weird. Did you see that? Did you ever notice? Can't quite place who shit. Hmm. You got to tell her. If you do, please write in and tell us what happens. We need to know if she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know. They've got to know. 
I think you're right, Josh. They have they, that's a distinct no way. that's a distinct person to look like. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. just if you're... <laughs> <laughs> How are you gonna just... go your whole life looking like that and nobody ever tells you? <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> or listener, you just got a bad eye. You're like me, and you're like, this looks like something, and people are like, that's not even remotely true because her brain's a little fucking weird in some way. Yeah. She's just like a regular lady. But, but she's this got motherfucker hair. Said that said that Robert De Niro looks like Tommy Lee Jones. They look exactly the same. I'm not no, walking that back. Don't. They look they exactly the fucking they same. Do no, they don't. come on. I'm not crazy for this shit. I'm no, 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 no. I mean, I can I can see what you are saying. They're I understand what you're saying. They're they're white men with like sort of strange features and their noses especially, but they don't look even remotely similar. No. That's the same guy. I'm looking no, at side not. by side pictures. That's the you're, same you're, guy. You're just no. What's look happening at this. here? Search Google search Robert I De Niro, did. Tommy Lee Jones. No, and there's a lineup with them. What's and, happening here? Uh, the other guy. Fuck. You are getting you are getting distracted by the schnoz. That's what's happening. It's not just speaking, the schnoz. It's speaking, the eyes, speak, no, 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 no. Speaking of someone faces. who has a decent sized schnoz, no. <laughs> this is not a schnoz thing. It's in the eyes. When they're old, Brows they look completely like the same different. Hairlines completely no, different. No, it's not. It's the same fucking hairline. Who is the guy that they're with? He played Morgan Freeman. God. Yeah, fuck, I can't oh, remember yeah. any fucking names. Uh, in right, a lineup, one like it's for con. <laughs> like, look, this he doesn't look like them. They look like the exact same person. I think that's what all of these articles are saying. Here's um, another person who doesn't look the same. For con- wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing something. I'm hearing something. You gotta get, open me up again. I, 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 I don't know. I just, that was weird. I, sorry, I just, <laughs> I just heard something. I need to be opened. <laughs> Listeners, please write in if you agree with me. I feel insane right now. I am not doing a bit. I think they are the same fucking person. Let's get another question. I'll say late, latter age Tommy Lee Jones looks like latter age Robert De Niro. But I'm just saying prime, latter age. I'm different. not talking about him as young men. I'm just talking about latter age. It's the same fucking guy. Because all white men turn into the same guy eventually. It happens. That's true, too. That's true, too. Uh, what else we got? Hey, okay, hey, there's a here's a long one. Hello, Gangalang. Hello, I like, I like that. Hello. This past weekend, my partner of over ten years and I spent a day with his parents. Mm. They are nice and everything was fine, but I spent much of the day talking to his mom about the circumstances of her sister's death. Mm. Long story short, she seems traumatized by having had to witness. Her sister's decades-long struggle with addiction, mental health, and subsequent poverty and housing insecurity. Yeah. Her sister died after a long and not uncommon journey of emergency room visits, stays in mental health or rehab facilities that were too short, and exploitative slumlords, and fuck this country. Uh, That's real. At the end, she caught and died of COVID while in the care of a facility that took no precautions for the people inside. When we see each other now... We talk. We spent a lot of time talking about how the system failed her sister and how it's failing so many other people and how fucked it all is. I think she talks to me about this stuff due to my job and community organizing work. I feel like I can provide validation based on my knowledge of the system and its massive failures, intellectualization, but I really don't feel equipped to help her process the heavy trauma and guilt from all of this. And we're clearing my sinuses real quick. 
I don't even know if she's aware that this is almost the only thing we've talked about since her sister died and she mm. deaf has to let this out some other way. Yeah. I'm familiar with being so fucked up by something that's happening to me that it's all I can think about and all I can talk about. I've had something consume every conversation I tried to have with people. I didn't recover until I started therapy and processed, all caps. I think this is something she really needs, but I feel weird and kind of uncomfortable suggesting this. I wouldn't consider us close since I don't get vulnerable with her, but I think she might consider us close at this point, especially yeah. after sharing all these details over the years. I know the common sense thing would be for my partner to talk to her about this, but I'd argue he also has minimal vulnerability in his relationship with her, and he would also feel very uncomfortable. She has specifically come to me with this topic, and I think it's for a reason. So how would you suggest therapy or grief counseling for someone who isn't just processing a loss, but is also processing the major betrayal of an economic system that doesn't value its people? Damn right. Uh, yeah. Thanks for the show and the wonderful Discord. Your pal Lala shouts out to you. Shout that's, a, that's that's a that's some real tough shit. situation to be um, to be in in your position. That's like emotionally taxing to be kind of stuck there, and you don't want to like let the person down. But that's a lot to be put on you. Agreed. I I I have a few thoughts. Um, if 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 I may share, please. Um, so I mean I I completely resonate with uh what you're saying listener about like being in a place where you know what it is to have everything just sort of consumed by that one thing that one tragedy yep. um just for context and hey i've never talked about this on a podcast before so fucking why not Plus, um no. my uh my sister died about a year ago um oh, and my younger sister uh and a lot of the past year for me has been about trying to navigate that tragedy, right? And, and, and it is, it's, it's fucking, it's all consuming when you are dealing with something like that. There's no game plan for it, but I also completely agree that the only way out or the only, the only way to have something resembling out is to have the opportunity to unpack and process it. So I think your intuition on that is exactly correct. Um, in terms of handling the conversation itself, I guess I'm just trying to think about like what, what the most helpful things were that people said to me when I was in my earliest period of, of sort of uh, uh, grieving. Uh, and I, I think there were a couple things that were helpful. Um, one thing was just to listen, and this is something you've already been doing. So, so yeah. great work on that, you know, um, listening openly without judgment. Uh, and because it, clearly she trusts you and that is, that's something special. Like yeah. that, that, that's something that I, I, and I get to that. It's like, it's kind of annoying in a way because it's like, well, clearly I can't be the only one. And again, you're exactly right. But the fact that she trusts you is significant. Um, I also think that your intuition is correct too, that like in terms of passing along the message, it should be you as well because of I that exact so. trust. I think so um, too. And in terms of how to, I guess, deliver that message, now that you've done the work of, of listening, of being there and you've established trust, I think it's to start actually asking questions. And, you know, I don't know how many questions you've asked. Maybe, maybe you've asked a lot. Maybe you've already done this. 
But if you can ask questions that are just sort of sensitively worded to, to sort of get information that is concrete and specific outside of just general frustration with the system, which is important, yeah. it will also help you identify pieces about, you know, what concretely it is that she has has lost, right? What it is mm. that she's missing and why. And once you know better what those things are, I think that's also then going to equip you better to have that conversation. Because when you go into that, when you when you bring forward advice or suggestions, you want to be doing it from a place of meeting them where they are at. And I think the best way that you can do that is to be fully equipped with an understanding of like, hey, you've told me that you think about this thing about her all the time. And, you know, it's it's also made you think about the failures of our system and, and, and the way that those things integrate together. And, you know, I know from my experience, I've, I've had these things too. And, and I tell you what, one thing that's really helped me is, right? And that, I think, is the connection. You link your own lived experiences to her lived experiences. And that's, I think, given what you've said going to maybe require a little bit more vulnerability from you than you've been comfortable with having so far. But I think that vulnerability is a necessary trade-off in order to help her understand that her trust is reciprocated. Um, and, 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 and I hope you can figure it out because that's a really, really hard situation. Absolutely. And I feel immensely for you. Absolutely. Um, I think... There's a very specific question that you can ask because this will come up again. You, you know, if this has been a pattern of, of discussion with this person for, I believe you said years now, um, then this will come up again. And I think you can sort of carefully and sensitively pass this off and ask, have you discuss this with anybody with like a therapy background or anybody yeah. who <clears throat> like, have you talked about this with anybody more qualified than me? Um, and there's, there is a way to do that. And I, and I, you're a smart person. I, I, you know, I know you a little bit from the discord. I think, you know what you need to say to push this person in the correct direction and get the professional assistance that they deserve and that they need with, with this tragedy. If you're feeling overwhelmed with this too, I think just if you haven't already talking to your partner about it, seeing if he, if the parents are still together, if, you know, he could talk to his dad or something, just getting other people kind of on the page of like, Hey, she's going through a lot. I've kind of, it feels like I'm kind of the only person she's been talking to this about. And like, I want to be supportive, but also I can't take all of this on by myself because yeah. that, that isn't fair to you. It's cool of you right. to, to do all of this and, I think you got the right impulse to, to try to do something here, but that is like, that's a lot to, to carry, especially every time you see her, like, especially, you know, you spend time with a partner's parents or whatever that can, depending on the family situation, be like a high pressure or a stressful situation. And if every time you're like, fuck, I'm going to have to talk about this heavy stuff. Like that doesn't make you a bad person to not want to do that every time. It's, it's a lot. So I think just get, other people in your corner are kind of aware of what's going on. So you're not alone in dealing with this, but I'm totally feeling what Audrey and, and Josh are saying, which is just, Hey, I, I, you know, we've talked about this. I went through something similar too. I don't want to be prescriptive or whatever here, but going to therapy and talking through this helped me a lot to have somebody who's professionally trained and just figure out that wording. 
And if you're not feeling comfortable doing that, see if you can kind of tag team with one of these people or see if they can push her in the right direction. Um, Cause again, like this, sh- it shouldn't all be on you, but if that's something right. that you think you can do, I'd like, I've, I've Samuel, I've, I've lost people very suddenly at a number of times in my life. And um, I, I definitely felt kind of the most support talking to people who also had been there. And because yep. it, it fits, you're so fucking disoriented. It feels so hopeless. You're, you, there's not like a playbook for this. You're dealing with it with the first time or with somebody particularly close, especially. Um, and I think just offering that, like, she knows that your understanding of this in some way that, hey, I've been in this place of being overwhelmed. Really recommend finding some kind of, if you have access to it, finding some kind of therapy or something. Um, but just, again, make, make sure you're not alone with this stuff because that's, that's a heavy weight to bear. And if you're somebody like me, you can kind of like lock into this, like, oh, it's, I have to, I have to do this. I have to, mm-hmm. it's my responsibility mm-hmm. now. And it doesn't have to be, it isn't fair to you to kind of have to take all of that on. I, I also just want as well, uh, sorry, what, what's the, what's the listener's name again? Lala. Uh, Lala. I, I just, again, I, I want to affirm your reality, like that this sucks dick and that trying to just be in the world that we have right now where all of these systems are failing us on an interlinked and fundamental level is hard enough before life throws one of these curveballs at you yeah and so you know i you are not going crazy if if that's something that you're thinking because i know i have had that thought so many times of like this kind of loss is so shattering and it makes you feel like you are the only one in the world. And I think to Donovan's point, you know, when you see somebody else who knows that thing, you just, you know it immediately. And it's impossible to describe even why that is or how it is. You just know. And so, you know, the fact that I think you have been able to be there in this way so far is, is really admirable. And, um, yeah, I, I, beyond that, like <laughs> it sounds, I, I don't know what to say beyond like, just keep on trucking, but like it really, you know, the, the weight of the world is real and, and you are right to be feeling the way that you are feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. We salute you for writing this in too. And, uh, you know, trying to figure this stuff out because it would be easy to just be like, fuck this, I'm out. And it would even be understandable if you were completely exhausted by it. So good on you for still trying to help this yeah. person and, and work through all this stuff, even though it's it's a lot to carry and process. I'm glad we hit this question. I do not mean to it's end it. us on a, on a heavy note. We do try to <laughs> mix it up somewhat and, you know, is Riff City. It's always a roller coaster of emotions on this program, and, and, and people seem to appreciate that. I uh, mean, I'm down for one more if you want to do a fun one. I, I'm, I'm just going to want to be respectful of your time, obviously. We have a stop at go. the end. All right. Here we go. I got it. All right. How should couples handle differences in interior design slash decor tastes? And why is the man cave the key to all successful relationships? <laughs> the re- okay, so I actually... I. <laughs> My new position, mm. I do a little bit of interior design. I didn't, okay. yeah. I didn't, I have little business cards that have my name on them that say designer, which, yeah. wow, bit of an upgrade for Look me from Look customer service associate, but I'll take it. I love I'm your song, of, Panda. 
Okay. But, uh, ancient I'm doing. I'm doing my best. I ancient don't know if it's the beer or something, but. Oh, oh, okay. 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 But uh, <laughs> I do a little bit of design, and uh, there is an idea uh, that a piece can be masculine or feminine, and that these things. These forces must be balanced within a room if it's a mixed space. If you are, say, uh, a young woman starting your first uh, place to live in, you might just fucking fam it up. You might just make the entire room feminine, which will make it hostile to men. <laughs> or if you're, or vice versa, if you're a young dude and you get the leather couch and the fucking yeah. Scarface poster, yeah. you will make oh, the God. space hostile to women, right? You, you'll also make it hostile to everyone, to be clear. <laughs> Absolutely. Unless you too have a, a GameCube in your backpack and are coming over to play Smash. Um, in which case there may be hope yet, but but it's it's it's, it's only potentially that way. Right. Um, so uh, it's important to balance those elements in an interior design and the man cave is important because typically women are the ones who take the reins on the interior design and figure out what the house is supposed to generally look like because uh, uh, in terms of emotional intelligence and an eye for color palettes and things these are things that women are um, encouraged to do these are not things that men are encouraged to do and so Women take on the role of interior designer. Now the guy's gonna want to have to fuck. Is gonna like woo, 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 I want a leather. I want a big fuck off leather chair. <laughs> Where am and I, I gonna put my swords? Yeah, and I need swords on the wall, and that's, that's right. why you give him a small room, and you go, go nuts, buddy. You got it. It's all you. You figure it out in here because I got it out there because I need to have it out there because I need to be able to balance masculine and feminine elements to make the space welcoming to everybody. Mm. I love it. I think there's something to be said too. I'm, I'm just saying this from recent experience living with a partner for the first time. We yeah. all know it ended in disaster, but we took some good lessons away from this of, of living with somebody else. Uh, I think if you're used to living by yourself or you have a difference in aesthetic style or whatever the reason, uh, it's important to like have some space for yourself. Like yes. in this past case, uh, kind of had a bedroom and then both had kind of office rooms, which was good to have that amount of space. And if you, if you've got access to that, like, I think just having a spot like the, the man cave has the reputation because heinous name. It's an association with like just heteronormative bullshit yeah. and a husband who hates his wife and hides in there and, you know, all the fucking stupid tropes. But there's something to be said for having your space. You can yeah. decorate the way you want to to like do your shit in. if it's working or fucking relaxing or whatever. Like that's that's a good thing. to That's a good thing to have. Um, and so I, I, I feel Generally speaking, uh, I encourage having that space in, in, in some way. And then you compromise on, on the rest of the place. Or if mm -hmm. one person sucks ass at decorating, you can let the other person do it, whatever. But just, just talk that through so you're both feeling represented. Um, That's what it is. It's, it's yeah. feeling like your aesthetic sense is represented within the decor of the overall home. Because that's what makes it feel like home. Yeah. So context for this one, I know who submitted it. It's the person who I'm married to. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the process right now of renovating the apartment. So I think, uh, I think actually that the advice that you gave is very much in line with the approach that we're taking. 
Yeah. Uh, the bit about the man cave was mostly facetious, but you are, I think, exactly right, Audrey, that like, if you're just like a guy and then, ugh, you know, uh, like, dudes uh, need their space, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Gotta be able to get enough HDMI ports on the back right. of the TV to get the right. Xbox and the PlayStation yeah. running. Yeah. The- you should see what it looks like in the console underneath my TV. <laughs> it's, it's a nightmare back there. My it's cable terrible. management back, like, because I do, I do a dual monitor setup with a PC mm. and a PS5. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like the wires are everywhere. I feel like Audrey, I genuinely feel like we are kindred spirits in many ways. In That's what I have ways, learned yes. over the course of recording this podcast. <laughs> kindred spirits, and that you don't know the song "Panda" by the artist Designer, a hit yeah, song. What? From like, a we don't know Randy Newman. Do you have no idea what I'm talking? Panda, 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 panda. That fucking song. Designer did that. Okay. The only panda I know eyes. is is Panda Bear. You remember Panda Bear? Oh, yeah, remember, I do yeah. remember Panda Collective. Bear. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I know Panda Bear from is doing it right off of Random mm-hmm. Access Memories. Yeah. Tell you what, if you like that, if you like that kind of music, listen to George Fitzgerald's newest album. That's okay. uh can't remember what it's called at the moment, but it was really good. And it came out a year or two ago uh, at this point. Time keeps going faster. I don't like it. I don't like Same. it either. It accelerates. And I would appreciate it if it stopped so I could fucking see this through. Chill. Is that the that's a single? All that must be, or no? It's stellar drifting. Stellar drifting. Stellar drifting is a great fucking album. Okay, I'm going follow to that. Save a track in my Spotify because I do like that shit. And I think one of the tracks features Panda Bear, which is why okay. I had that thought. Okay. There was also a group called Grizzly Bear that did a yes. remix of a track yeah. called Gunshy that I, I remember loved Grizzly quite Bear a bit. too. God, this is like fucking mid, like early to <laughs> yep. mid 2010s core, right? Yep. That's I, mean, I, I mean, I'm rapping over Grizzly Bear. What the fuck? <laughs> I had one thought that landed in my head earlier that I can't get out, which is a, a Depeche Mode cover of You've Got a Friend in Me. So just like Dave Gahan being like, You got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> And then the synthesizers just Just knock the shit out of you. Fucking uh, Nine Inch Nails cover. Oh, yeah. A friend in me. (laughs) You're not a friend in me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, that depends on whether it was. a friend in me. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I found it. Oh, that was good. (laughs) Yep. 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 Uh, I wish I could do anything. You let me befriend you. I wish I could do any impressions that weren't Gilbert Gottfried, but here we are. You got a friend in me! (laughs) Rest in peace. I was watching Gilbert Gottfried clips the other day. Just, what a legend. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know where you guys are at on time. Do you want to do one more, or do you want to wrap up? No, dude, I'm like, I'm just, I'm enjoying my beer. I'm having a great time hanging out with my friends, Audrey and Donovan. It's, it's, I'm on your time, baby. We're okay. bumping here in the RFTB jalopy. Let's do this uh, last one that somebody commented in. <laughs> I yeah, I wanted what to get this word. one. <laughs> this was left on Josh sharing the question box on Twitter, and the person did not follow the instructions, and they put it in the Twitter. They actually put it on our box. Patreon, I think. Unless you're, or are you looking on Twitter? Okay. This I'm, is I'm looking on just Patreon. in the one you sent in the chat. Oh, yeah, no, this is from our Patreon. <laughs> Bring up the new Twitter shit. Either you must (laughs) pretend your partner is the most attractive person ever, or you must only date the most mind-meltingly hot pieces of ass you've ever seen. 
Which is it? We must know. Dating someone who's your best friend and also pretty attractive? Pussy shit for weak-ass players with no riz! Please solve this conundrum to correct the timeline and save Midgar from the comet, Mayor Bosch. Uh, well, I feel like this comment was directed toward me, um, so I'll, I'll open the, the discussion okay. by just saying that um, this is another thing that is living, like, this way of thinking about things where, like, your attraction to your spouse is going to be absolute at all times is something that was banged into the back of my head by evangelical Christianity. And I know that the person who submitted this comment is also from that background. So um, I I believe that uh, it's probably bad to be uh, in a partnership with somebody who you're not attracted to. Right. Uh, (laughs) If there's somebody uh, who you are with who you don't think is interesting or pretty uh, or is just kind of, then uh, what the fuck are we even doing here? Um, (laughs) So that, that, that's my opening thought. Um, It's a good opening thought. Uh, I, for a very long time, subscribed to the idea that if, if anybody asks, or especially your partner, who's the prettiest girl in the world? You go, why you are darling. Yeah, obviously you are. And that's that's I still believe that. Yeah. You answer that. But yeah. there is also the understanding like everybody understands sort of where they are relative to other people in terms right. of the term I like to use all the time is sexual marketability. Right. <laughs> so. I know I'm not the prettiest girl in the world. I know this for a fact. But if I'm dating somebody and they tell me that I'm the prettiest girl in the world, it makes me feel good. It makes me happy. Yes. That's what Rihanna's song is all about. <laughs> I don't That's what she one. wants you to do. She wants you to make her feel uh. like she's the only girl in the world. <laughs> right. That's what, that's and that's really what sad. it is. It's like it's about making them feel like they're the only girl in the world, like they're the prettiest girl in the world. Just for a moment. Just let me let me believe for just a moment that I'm the prettiest girl in the world, you know? And it's something you say because like you love the person. And I think yeah. somebody's attractiveness is literally influenced by like the strength of the feelings you have towards them. It is. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, well, do, I, do you mean that on an objective scale? Because that's fucking nonsense. None of this shit is objective. And like, yeah, okay, some people are more conventionally attractive or fucking mainstream attractive to more people, whatever the fuck who gives a shit. It's about the person you're in a relationship with. And I I think that's fine to say, and this is all stemming from this fucking insane Twitter post that I could hardly, (laughs) could hardly parse. But this person was saying, uh, yeah, this was, I, I was stunned to hear that this was your first exposure to Ella girl on Twitter. Yeah. I found the nudes again. (laughs) <laughs> yep. she's spooky attractive I mean <laughs> I regret to inform you that Donovan will be in those DMs right after the- <laughs> <laughs> hey I am the prettiest girl in the world what's popping <laughs> what's popping baby what's popping this, this, is a, this is a tough one because you are correct Donovan she is spooky hot um, it's unfortunate it's also I, you know what it is too is it's like Oh, you're like, oh, this would this would be this would be a wild ass time, you know? Yeah, it's, what, it's like <laughs> it's not this just would really be something. Yeah, it's not just the attractiveness; it's also the the 
the promised quality of the overall experience and the, the transphobia chaos. and the bad takes <laughs> the and all the chaos that mounts the, up behind it that you're like and oh, the wow. defending defending pedophilia and, yeah you know, it's, it's bad what are you getting yourself it's into so she's, she's pretty bad but she's also bad <laughs> And that's the unfortunate nature of how my brain works sometimes is when people are really chaotic, I'm like, oh, no. Because <laughs> well, it's like no. you got to find out, right? It's like you're going to make the out. next three months of my life really difficult. It's yeah. Be yeah. miserable. And, but it's like a magnet. Yeah. <laughs> are you? I can see your eyes. You are still looking at those fucking nudes no, I'm right looking now. At, I'm looking at the picture of y'all. I see what y'all are doing. The nude is in another tab. Let's fucking Kirk Cameron over here. I don't want to be out here we're commenting on people's bodies and these kinds of things, but I mean this outside of just the type of person. There is something unnerving about the way that this person looks. They're very yes. attractive. Yes. It is unsettling, and I can't yes. really articulate why that is. And it might be because of all this, like, fucked up. I think it's because, yeah, no, context. she's just a broadly unsettling person. Yeah. Like, if you read her post, you get a sense for what it is. I, I, I did want to uh, pull it back, though, to the actual question real quick. Yes, yes, yes. Because. Yes. You know, the, 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 the post, of course, that, are, that originated this, this discourse was that she proudly posted this fucking bobo-ass construction paper <laughs> card that one of her boyfriends gave her that looks like it was drawn by a fucking second grader being like, I'm so sorry that I said that you weren't pretty during an intimate moment. And, and, and there's like fucking, on the inside, it's like st a stick figure, like, you're very sad. And it's like, this yeah. is fucking deranged. Yeah, but, but. Uh, what what I think I I take away from like the actual question itself because of course this created like a a mind melting amount of discourse because <laughs> thank God Twitter can still produce insane discourse sometimes and I think that there were a lot of people who wanted to hear the thing that you were saying Audrey the thing yeah. like there's a lot of people who just want to be treated in that way of being told yeah. that they are special that they are attractive that they are seen and it fucking matters um i you know when when i you're making me get really personal on this podcast you motherfuckers it, this what, is that. Secret. uh it is it's your secret sauce um when i think about my my spouse right and 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 all of the things that i love about them which are many and i could bore you to tears listing all of them the thing that always makes me smile is thinking about their smile and mm. if you are not in a relationship where the where, where their smile, picturing it in your head will make you smile or thinking about it, if you can't picture things in your head, <laughs> uh, then you're not in a good relationship. Like th then that relationship honestly has no future because wow. so much of what keeps people bonded over time, over the years is regardless of the stress, the, the, the difficulty of accumulated experiences and goddamn do i have some fucking stories it's the bond that you still have with each other throughout those experiences as a result of those experiences and a commitment to keep making it fucking happen and Fuck you yeah. see that when you look in their eyes truly and that it's because that, and that shit goes beyond the shallow understanding of like this discourse and the kind of people yes. there's a certain type of person on twitter and it's generally in the right wing and it's like incel adjacent shit who are like there is a concrete ranking of people 
you can break down your attractiveness and it is scientifically correct that mm-hmm. this person is more than this. And we shouldn't bullshit and say things like you're the most beautiful because that's not true. That's the most dork ass fucking bullshit yes. nonsense in the world. And there's a reason that most of those people are fucking miserable because of that course. is a deranged way to look at also, humanity. You think those motherfuckers provide value in the marketplace right. of sexual, right. you know, it, no, right. no. <laughs> No, I'm like, a hot even, person. Even, you have to listen to me, you incel fucks. Like, <laughs> even, it, this is the thing too. Is like even if they are physically attractive, they're getting no bitches exactly. because like the moment, the moment that one of those motherfuckers like tries to start up an actual goddamn conversation, the person who they are shows through. Yeah, and then and then and then at that point, like any girl is making a, uh, like a, a snap or guy potentially, uh, or them is making a snap judgment of like, is it worth it or not? Like, do do right. I do yeah. I fucking bother? Is the dick worth it? And to the extent that it might be worth it, it's only going to be providing short term value. You know, yeah. And it, the kind of guys who will tell you how much they make a year within about ten minutes of meeting them. Yeah, it's fuck just, off. I just made a huge jo motion. I realized that's not going to show up on the uh, on the podcast. We I felt need a it. Jo sound effect. I'll send you some. This is just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that was good. <laughs> Damn, fucking fully art out of control on this episode. The, I the just fucking champagne cork popping. I let it like embracing that mindset. I think comes out of self hatred, and I think you just gotta embrace the fucking whimsy that when you love somebody, they're the most fucking beautiful person in the world, there and it's a it nice is. thing to whimsy. say. Somebody. Yes, it's yes. fucking whimsy, yes. and it rules. Ever heard of it, incels? And like <laughs> the thing is too, like again, it's it's. This I I know I've mentioned the the fucking like evangelical fucking upbringing bullshit. Like if I'd just been told, you know what, some days you're gonna see the person. Like there will be times that you see the person that you love, and because of an emotional experience you you have, you're gonna be like, God motherfucking God damn it, you know. And yeah. and and it's just gonna be, and you will you will. <sighs> You will have moments where you doubt. You will have moments where you where you are worried. You will have moments where you think. You will have moments where you wonder. I, I was I, I was in a therapy session right before <laughs> uh, we recorded, so that's partially kind of why I think I'm keyed into some of my sure, own thoughts sure. and emotions. That and being two beers deep. Yeah. But um, I, I one thing that she told me, and I didn't know this, and I'm going to have to look it up to make sure that it's true because you know uh, verify first trust uh, verify trust then verify is um that the most common circumstance that leads to uh, an extramarital af- extramarital affair is when somebody loses one of their parents and there is something about that unexpected loss and the sort of variety of feelings that it triggers that leads to you being like no i want i want like immediate satisfaction and i want it now i need yeah. my needs met and again, like if we could just fucking acknowledge that relationships, it, like a good, healthy, functional relationship does not mean that one person will be meeting the other person's needs 100% of the time, yes. we would be able to fucking get so far. Um, and it That's, would be nice. And that, good, is something, that is something that the monogamous can absolutely learn from the polyamory community is this idea that you do not need to meet 100% of your partner's yeah. needs because that is an unrealistic expectation for one person to meet 100% yeah. of the needs of another person. There's and, 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 so and, and, just even just like social requirements, like you right. can't be their entire social life no, like, God, and you're no. not expected to, you know? 
um, why should you necessarily be their entire sexual world too? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been told that it's problematic to have a high body count. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking discourse. What is what we is love it. We fucking love it. wrong with people? Uh, if there's one thing we've learned tonight, it's that nerds fuck. That's one thing <laughs> that's that true. we've learned that's tonight. True. I was at a <laughs> I was at a uh, convention a couple weeks ago, um, and it was like a, a queer uh, comics conference fuck yeah. that was at um, uh, some. It was I think at the Sheraton in in Midtown, uh, in Manhattan, and uh, these fucking horny ass nerds. Like there were these two dudes who were just like in one of the hallways outside one of the like convention rooms, just going for it. And, I'm, yeah. and I was like, hell yeah, hell guys, yeah. like you, you fucking it. make it happen. And then like five minutes later, they were sitting down for like a, you know, a, 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 a plenary right in front of me. And it's like, yeah, like go out there, get horns up, make it happen, make it happen with other people. Maybe sometimes, I yeah. don't know. And then get your needs met. And then always realize that the person who you come home to is the one who grounds you. That's huge. We've learned a lot today, gang. Twitter is Not bad. <laughs> we have good advice. Brandon Not Gilliam me. Has a beautiful voice. I tried to land the plane here at the at the hmm. end. We gotta we gotta give Josh a round. Sorry, of I, sh- I shouldn't I shouldn't have no butted you. I apologize for that, Donovan. That, that's that's bad behavior. On Instead my of yes anding, you know, oh, but yeah. no, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, but what is this, Hank Hill? Yes. That's my my final zinger for the evening. (laughs) Uh, No, fucking thank you for joining us. It's awesome talking to you again. Fantastic guest. Plug your stuff. Well, you know, I got to say, uh, people listening to this, I'm sure enjoy hearing Audrey and Donovan. And as it turns out, a mere week ago, we released an episode featuring these same exact people talking about a movie called Fireproof, uh, a dog great. shit fucking evangelical Christian a beautiful movie. Beautiful flick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I laughed. I cried. I lost ten pounds. And um, <laughs> so, if if you're interested in that, it, it also it's one of our free ones. Uh, we do. We also do like a Patreon schedule where every other week because we do long ass episodes that's the other thing too uh so if you want like deep dives into like case studies in pop culture of a dying empire sometimes looking at the good shit sometimes looking at the terrible shit and uh you're interested in kind of like buckling in for 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 a big old ride uh check us out again we're called the worst of all possible worlds uh worst possible dot world is our website and again we are on twitter at tw O-A-P-W. And if you want to follow me, I'm Bosh J on most platforms and uh, Bosh.WorstPossible.World on Blue Sky. And uh, thank you both. This was so fucking good because I don't normally talk about my emotions uh, on podcasts because, again, that's like our show is a little more we're bringing, we're intellectual. But it was it was also <laughs> fun to have the opportunity to talk about some personal shit, too. So yeah. thank you so much for having me on. Happy thank to give you, you that for, opportunity. Yeah, thank you for feeling comfortable talking with us about this stuff. That's, I th- I think I speak for us both. That's something that brings us a lot of joy when people come yeah. on and we can make people feel comfortable talking yeah. about their shit because we love talking about our shit. And I, I've, I have not always been like this. And it's, uh, it's a good place here. Pull up a chair. Yeah. When you hear your family. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what um, else we love talking about? 
Uh, what is it? Our $10 a month patrons. We oh, love mentioning shit. them Whoa. at the end of every episode. My God. You heard Bo Donovan give you the deets earlier. Patreon.com slash RFTB. You can get a bonus episode each week. $5 a month. Access to the Discord. We'll mail you a sticker. All kinds of good shit. But for $10 a month, you get all of that. And we shout your name out in lights. Unbelievable the end of each episode i i still can't believe i'd say this every week and i i don't believe the words coming out of my mouth but it's true that's what we in the biz call a tremendous value add (laughs) (laughs) uh audrey who are we shouting out <laughs> you got it is it open no. yeah. i'm doing so much worse than usual <laughs> this is like we, we 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 also do that for our ten dollar patrons once a month and it's always like okay time to pull up the list here we go and we're opening and we're the doing list it. check it out <laughs> right. we're getting the list open you here it comes me. <laughs> we've got a friend in anthony limber hey you've got a friend in our beloved day one barb You've got a friend in Donovan's dad. Bruce. You got a you got a dad in me. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm no, your, I'm your father. Well, maybe oh. some people like to have a dad in them from time to time. <laughs> That's fine. You got a dad in me. <laughs> We're shout- oh fuck! I kicked the fan. We're shouting out our good friend Dylan. We're gonna shout out Gigi. You've got a friend in cave friggin' money. We're shouting him out. From uh, the question you read earlier, it's Mal yeah. Criada. Shouts out. Thank you for your question. Good Shouts. luck with all that. Um, you have uh, a friend in MC Ooh. Proletariat. <laughs> You've got a friend in Mickey Flykick. You got a friend in Rico Suave. <laughs> I'm going back to just saying shout outs. We're going to shout out Riley. From episode 62,000 for the Yellow Rose of Toteland, it's our good friend in me, Ryan Richomi Clicklack. Hey. <laughs> We're going to shout out Spreadable Fruit. You've got a friend in Super Deformed. We're shouting you out. We're going to shout out Tufted Titmouse. Check check this shit out that I'm about to drop on you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. You got a Wend an E. We're shouting out Wendy. Okay. Oh, hey. oh, yeah. Very oh. good. Wow. And finally, we're going to shout out our very good friend, Ren. Thank you so much for joining us at the $10 a month level. Ooh. You truly are the, the wind beneath our wings. The friend <laughs> inside of us. <laughs> I just had a thought. I just had a thought. Sorry to, sorry to be annoying, but I feel like if you refresh that, you might see something else on the list. Maybe. Oh, Maybe. Oh, oh, oh. I saw the notification. Oh, we're shouting out the worst of all possible worlds. We got a yeah, Incredible. Hell yeah, thank you. That rules. That's awesome. The friend, uh, no, the friend in all possible me's. The friend of all Ooh. possible means. You got a friend of all possible means. Or just the worst of all possible friends. That works too. Yeah, that's good. Well, thank, well, fucking thank all of you and thank you, Josh. Yeah, it's you. Thank you so much. The worst of all possible folks. Y'all are the wind beneath our wings as well. Mm. Uh, what else do we do at the end here? 
I did the music. The intro theme is Horn Filters, the love theme from RFTB. You can find it more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash Pod. And I can tell you that the outro song for this week is an absolute fucking banger because I already wrote it. I pre-wrote it. I can't remember what I called it, but I wrote it and it's good and you're going to like it. I thought you were going to do a bit where it was Randy Newman. Protest song played at that Apple event. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. You are truly incredible, and you're gonna do it this this week. That thing you've been putting off, that thing you've been trying to get around to doing, you're gonna do it. You're gonna do done. it, and you're gonna kick ass at it. And I'm gonna get right up on this microphone, and I'm going to say, "I love you." Thanks. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.